0: hey everybody welcome to thursday
1: thursday thursday we got a big show today the machetes have come out in the tech Oof. world there have been a lot of riffs reductions mm. in force happening across tech stripe open door lift and several others are all mm, cutting others. stuff
0: yeah and then robin uh one of the companies i angel invested in and i'm still a shareholder in reports their earnings and uh there's a lot of lessons in here for what's going on in the uh macro environment and for startups and founders uh, yeah. it's, it's a lot of the cut in the costs there and they're, they're getting multiple revenue streams online always a wise idea I'm really starting to see the
1: stratification and the companies who are gonna come through and the ones who are gonna have a rougher ride after that we have a new segment rachel mm. reporting is out cool hunting for us and she comes mm. on to talk about a new product monetized mood boards
0: love it
2: huh? i love very it very nice yeah, yeah. it's
0: yeah. gonna be a great show stick with us
2: this week in startups is brought to you by MicroAcquire, the startup acquisition marketplace Start the right acquisition conversations at your own pace. Get free and instant access to over 100,000 trusted buyers with total anonymity. Say goodbye to brokers and meet your ideal buyer today. Go to try.microacquire.com slash twist. Babbel. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Save up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash twist. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash twist. And Ravello. looking to affordably scale your product development with global tech talent in U.S. time zones? Hire vetted remote developers in Latin America with Ravello. Get 20% off for the first three months at com slash twist. Hey, Molly, it's Thursday. What's new in your world?
1: Oh, hi. Hey. Uh, Well, I ran out of half and half. So you did. I think that's uh, pretty big news.
0: That's pretty big news. I was getting to tweet um,
1: about it and just put it out there.
0: Oh cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I gotta update cool. the new I got I saw Twitter had a new update. I gotta update that. Um Yeah. So I I got on Twitter today actually, paradoxically. Mm, and weird. I was yeah. Um it's a good app. I mean a great place to get news. Uh, share your ideas and thoughts, have conversations with important people in the world. Just an exceptional like product or service in the world. It's just I mean Honestly, you
1: know, when you, you try to think about where else you might go, if, if, the, if you were having that question or other people around you were having that question, and yeah. you, you, you really can't come up with an alternative thing. Pretty you great place. Cannot. The yeah.
0: town square. I mean, so many things could get better over there, too. I mean, there's a lot of ideas swirling around. Uh, but when I was looking at my news stream, uh, one thing I saw was Stripe, Open Door, mm-hmm. and Lift. I think all announced this morning, a round of layoffs, which is not uncommon. They typically occur at the end of the week for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But maybe we could go through this and what percentage and then maybe unpack what we think is going on here.
1: Yeah, we, uh, this seems to be the, we were sort of doing a little bit of historical analysis and there was like a big wave in June and July. Hmm. And now it does appear that in a big wave is starting and already occurring in terms of uh, these riffs and and reductions. So, yesterday and today, mm. we had Stripe uh, do a fourteen percent reduction in force, a riff, let go of a thousand employees. So they had big had it that eight thousand, cut that down to seven thousand. Um, in March 2021, Stripe had raised $600 million at a $95 billion valuation. In July, Stripe reduced its own valuation to $74 billion, uh, down 28% as part of a 409A valuation that we covered at the time. So they let go a thousand. Lyft mm-hmm. did a 13% riff and let go of 700 employees, uh, 700 of its 4,000. Open Door did an 18% riff, let go of 550. Chime the neo bank the mobile banking platform let go of 156 employees that's about 12% and then Dapper Labs which is like the flow blockchain mm-hmm. thing yep. uh did a 22% riff and let go of 134 employees so Yeah we
0: had uh Roham on episode 1197 from mm-hmm. Dapper Labs mm mm-hmm. Mhm so this is interesting, there's a website called layoffs.fyi, I guess somebody just put in, you know, like a notion table or something or, or code a table out with uh, all the different layoffs. And you, you're correct. 192 were recorded in June. I think that's when they started recording the stuff 158 in July 154 in August, September and October 88. This is just like major layoffs kind of situation recorded in the press, it went down and 18 in November. Yeah, but these are significant. And they all fall into this. Um, what Bill Gurley says is the mistake only doing 15% 10% because it's not enough to actually see the gains. And it means you're probably going to do another one. So I don't know if stripe and I think Lyft had done wait a second, Lyft laid off people back in July. So they're doing another riff. Mm. And this is where this becomes Mm. like super challenging, you know, Bill Gurley, who has, you know, been through this a number of times, his advice is always, you know, you want to make the cuts once and then get culture back on track and make the cuts enough that it is material to your balance sheet and as we've seen the public companies that are not doing this are getting smashed by investors yeah. for over hiring right. notably i think google and facebook right yeah
1: i think so i mean and and we what we've seen from those companies is a freezing of hiring
3: not necessarily
1: they claim that. Um, and we don't really know, but yeah, it's
0: a, well. actually they did in the last quarter, they did release that they had hired more, but they keep saying they're freezing. They keep
1: saying they're freezing, but then they keep hiring more. Yeah. I mean the, and these are the, this is when, this is when the worm will really start to turn. Like we're kind of looking, I was sorting by number laid off on layoffs.fyi to sort of see like how it crossed over with recent, like Mm booking.com just had a big one. Um, But I think we will know, like, certainly, this is a sign of the tech sector feeling this pain that if you're a public company, you're going to be punished for not doing some version of this. Mm -hmm. And that price discipline, uh, sorry, budget discipline has hit the tech sector. Yeah, And it is to the good of some companies, like we talked about Uber's earnings yesterday, and other companies might be trying to dip this toe. And then we will know... That the zombie apocalypse has really arrived when yeah. Google and Facebook either actually freeze hiring <laughs> because they don't seem very disciplined with their freeze right now, right? This is like, I'm not eating any more Halloween candy, but clearly yeah. you yeah, After are. these two
0: Reese's peanut butter cups, like those are the first to go. Those are the first I know everybody go. goes right in there and gets those Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. And then Butterfinger so th- and then Snicker. But yeah, like. <laughs> there, there is a process here. Google <laughs> I, I go for Mr. Goodbar early. It's completely Where underrated. are you getting your candy? Well, they, you know, when they, they have those minis, the Good Hershey's bars? minis always have those Mr. Good Bars or the special darks. I, I, I kind of, I fish those out for myself. I like mm. them. I'm a little weird. But here's the alphabet and the and the meta, uh, AKA Facebook. So here's your Google and your Facebook on the on the screen here. And you see yeah. they're still going up. They are doubling their number of staff. You know, if you go back two or three years, they had half the number of staff. So this this is crazy, the amount yeah. of hiring. And they have tons of cash, so they can do it. The problem is if you have headwinds against earnings, and you're continuing to spend like this, well, how do you make the earnings increase? You gotta cut spending because your revenue is not growing as fast. So we saw with Google Cloud and uh, AWS and Azure, that slowed down, they were growing 40% or whatever, and then they went down to 30s. And you'll see advertising have headwinds and that growth will go down uh, as well. So that will be when we know that this is, uh, we'll be in the end game when I think they actually make cuts, but they could also tell Wall Street to pound salt um, and just keep hiring, and I mean, meta, uh, maybe, maybe that's their strategy: is, is to
1: grow meta into clearly this. Clearly, is taking that approach. Google. Remember, like we were talking about Alphabet hiring into a slowdown. Yes, but just a few months ago, we were saying like, oh, you know, they're going to cement their position of strength here. And so it's interesting how like the narrative might be shifting a little bit because of because of peer pressure. So lots of companies are doing riffs and layoffs, and and Alphabet either could be growing into this downturn in a smart way that lets them lock up talent Hmm. or they're eating too much Halloween candy after promising that they were going to stop because it's November 3rd now and we need to like slow it down a little bit because the holidays are coming Uh and the the gut will just keep expanding if we're not careful it's a bit crazy it's like too. it's almost like it's weirdly still I think too soon in the downturn to tell Right, if, if mm. Alphabet and Meta are making a mistake by continuing to hire in a downturn,
0: I haven't been watching the stock market all that much except for Uber, uh, Go Team. But I'm just looking at Meta. I didn't realize it went under ninety dollars. Oh, dude, Meta is on fire. Oof.
1: It Oof-a. is just—it's an what? oceans rise, empire fall, empire's fall situation. Meta is in free fall, in a bad way. Yes, on it's fire in the old way, in the
0: boomer way. Yes, on fire. Yeah. Not on fire like he's on fire. He's shooting a lot of threes like Steph Curry, but this right. is on fire like the building's burning down. Like the building's burning down. Yeah. Micro Acquire is a startup acquisition marketplace that cuts out everybody in the middle. Basically, that means they're going to help startups get acquired efficiently. If you're a founder looking to sell your startup, your project, your side hustle, well, you should know Micro Acquire is free. It's private. And there's nobody in the middle to screw it up. Trust me, I've seen so many times these brokers in the middle screw up a deal. You know why? Man, they might be looking out for the buyers more than the sellers because you sell your company once, maybe twice in a lifetime. But the buyers of companies might be buying 10 companies a year. It's the opposite of Microacquire. Microacquire has already helped hundreds of startups get acquired. This is such a great idea. I don't know why I didn't come up with this. And they facilitated hundreds of millions of dollars in closed deal volume. Their platform includes over 120,000 buyers. Now, these buyers have skin in the game because they pay $390 a year for access to the database. Uh, in this marketplace of companies looking to sell and these startups are all vetted. So if you have 1000s of vetted startups currently listed for sale, and 120,000 buyers, what's going to happen? Successful acquisitions and the founders get free access and instant access to these 120,000 trusted buyers who uh, you know, they pay for access, I pay for it. And I'm interested in buying some newsletters right now. And buyers like me can browse the listings for free. And the platform, of course, is totally free for sellers sign up for a premium $390 a year uh, access to all the deal info at trymicroacquirecom slash twist. Once again, trymicroacquirecom slash twist. And if you want to list your company, go to the same URL. In the case of Meta, this is going to be one for the ages. Like, can he ignore, rea- how long can he ignore reality for? Because their PEO ratio, according to Google right now, is 8.5. It should be 15. This company mm-hmm. should be worth twice as much at a minimum. Yeah. They are worth 236 Billion, they've cut off 700 billion in market cap, which is the market cap of like Tesla or something like woof. Um, yeah. I mean, this is like the Brooklyn Nets here. This is coming apart <laughs> like the Brooklyn Nets. Who <laughs> ha the Brooklyn Nets of equities? Yeah, talk about telling
1: investors to pound sand. Mm-hmm. like, it's just yeah,
0: yeah. Here's what's going to happen. He's got no interest. I predict. Yeah smart companies who have big cash balance sheets, and I don't think this is a strategy, but you can never tell. If they were to make the cuts, have massive amounts of money, and then do a stock buyback at this low level, mm-hmm. they could literally reduce cost, increase earnings, while buying a depressed stock price. There is no s- world in which buying you know, Facebook stock back or Google stock back at, this, at these prices is a bad idea. Yeah. So yeah. there is a clear playbook here if these companies want to make themselves more attractive to investors, and the other thing I have to ask is, what is Stripe doing? They didn't go public, yeah. When they could have, they would have been worth a hundred billion or seventy billion, something in that range, you know, and had a lot of capital to play with. I know it would a, have been it's the a Uber really Airbnb Club, right? Like somewhere yeah. in that fifty to hundred billion, and their employees I mean, would have gotten all that equity.
1: Just a very short time ago, it's like Stripe was. Hmm. The everything. It was a money printing machine. It was totally unstoppable. It was inexplicable that they didn't IPO. And you can only assume that they just thought they could sort of keep growing and then IPO even bigger, maybe. The Collison brothers um, wrote in an email to Stripe employees, "Yeah, quote, we were much too optimistic about the internet economy's near term growth in 2022 and 2023 and underestimated both the likelihood and impact of a broader slowdown. We grew operating costs too quickly, buoyed by the success we're seeing in some of our new product areas, we allowed coordination costs to grow, Mm -hmm. and operational inefficiencies to seep in.
0: I like the ownership. I'll be totally honest. Uh, You saw this ownership, I think, from Brian at Airbnb. Uh, You saw it from Toby at Shopify. Mm -hmm. So taking ownership, treat employees well on the way out, you know, a couple of months mm-hmm. severance, whatever you got to do, you know, it's tough to do this kind of stuff. But the company has to be healthy. The good news is we saw the jobs print, we added a million more jobs or something Wait, we had cut a million jobs in August, and then we added a couple 100,000. So there are jobs out here for these folks, and they'll land on their feet. These are tech workers, they're going to be fine. If this was happening at Walmart, or Starbucks was shutting down, you know, lots of stores, I would be really worried about Society, economy. We we still have this record low unemployment. I mean, I know people hate Joe Biden, or some percentage of people hate Joe Biden, and are attacking him for being up there in years. Uh, but the fact is, the recovery record is low unemployment, astonishing yep. GDP growth, yeah, re- job growth. I mean, I mean, yep. I know the Fed's a mess and the inflation's a mess, but that's because we printed so much money. The other stuff in the economy seems to be going gangbusters. You had today in the,
1: I think today in the Financial Times, the chief economist for UBS, mm. like not a firebrand, mm. uh, by the way, writing that like, hey, you know, it turns out that um, corporate profits mm-hmm. also are a big driver of inflation. Mm. Like, you know, you want to. <laughs> It's just such a bizarre thing that everybody wants to blame presidents for inflation. And that's not... Anyway, that's...
0: Well, you learn that that at Marketplace, right? right? After years at Marketplace and watching this through administrations, like, you kind of can separate out what is the current administration, what is the behavior of the last three administrations, or let's say terms, Mm -hmm. which do seem to be like whoever comes into... A booming economy is really like going to probably catch a knife, and yep. uh, if you're coming in when the economy's down, you're going to get a lot of credit. And the fact is, doesn't matter Republican Democrat, except that people are all wild not, spenders,
1: right? And, like spend on not different things. Credit for this um, for this recovery, which right. is astounding, yeah. And combined, the thing is too, it's combined with these legislative wins. That I mm-hmm. mean, he's the most legislatively effective president we've had in like the last three, I think. And Yeah, it looks like it. All of those things are investments that will take 10 to 15 to 20 years to play out. Like, it yeah. literally, unfortunately, Joe Biden will probably be long gone when we're like, oh, wow, course, that investment yeah. bill, that was like a really big deal. Right? Well, the like CHIPS, Chips oh, Act looks Chips like a pretty Act. savvy
0: move. Yeah, right. I mean, I think there's a couple of things in here that look really like could be in the best interest of America, right? I'm just yeah. I'm putting aside politics or whatever, just for Americans and America's future. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I judge people on is like, are these decisions good for Americans for the next 100 years, where we look back on these in 50 or 100 years and say, yeah, that was in the best interest. Forget about party. Forget, forget right. about the climate at the current time. Um, we, but will, yeah, but the, we
1: will say we tackled the literal climate challenge. We onshored manufacturing in a way we haven't before. And we freaking rebuilt our roads and bridges. Yeah, some of that's good. Yeah. I mean, I literally, mean, so, yeah. bridges fall down in America.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean here's the thing. We, we, the, somebody, I, I hope in the next administration, if it's the same one, or just as we go forward here, whoever's in charge we just start to get a little bit of discipline around spending doesn't mean not spend just means increased discipline. So we don't go more in the hole because these interest payments are going to get bonkers. And and, you know, there are variable interest rates from what I understand. There was a tweet storm somebody did I forgot who did it. So I want to give them credit. Um, But they said, um, you know, Adyen, uh, a publicly uh, traded company out of Amsterdam, who is Stripes uh, contemporary, it was Mm -hmm. uh, Jor Gugli Oroche. gurgly i've never actually heard that name g-e-r-g-e-l-y gurgly yeah. thank you Am gurgly? I, i'm assuming oh uh, listen my uh yeah it, <laughs> oh that's gosh. like really making my dyslexia yeah there's like a lot a, going on when, when you have dyslexia and you look at a name yeah in that, like one. that one you're yeah. literally it's like looking at a slot machine <laughs> you're like whoa uh you did anyway tweets gurgly yeah, Gurgley did a good tweet storm ad had 274 million of net income in the first half of 2022 up 38% year over year, they also had uh, 300 million of free cash flow in the first half. And they did this on 593 million of revenue in the first half of 22. And then what's most important about this tweet storm is uh, the number of employees compared to stripes. Mm, yeah.
1: So what so e- Adyen, the- we should clarify, by the way, is a, comp- a direct competitor to stripe that's a publicly traded company in Amsterdam. So we have this data yes. so that we can say, here's what they did. Speaking of operational inefficiencies, right? Okay, so he says, Stripe posted the message they sent to employees, and it's hard to avoid comparisons to Adyen, which processes a similar volume to Stripe, Mm. but employs about half the people Mm. than Stripe in lower-cost regions, Europe mostly. And so he writes, which is a better-positioned business? Uh, It's rare to see, yes, this reflection on where did leadership make the mistake. This is, I'm quoting from this tweet storm. In addition, uh, writes Gergly, Adyen employs... 2200 people roughly so a third hmm. of stripe and is processing similar gross bookings. Yes clearly that's what we that are seeing. To. Yeah that's the key there and he says clearly we're seeing the higher first get to profitability later strategy backfire in the current economy. Is Obviously. This is like a weird Is this a weird American consumption thing because That's I, interesting. Yeah. There are a ton of companies I have friends in the media space who are grappling with this now where their companies massively overhired because times were good yeah and then now we're having to go like oh crap we massively overhired when times are good but it feels like the grasshopper and the ant story mm-hmm. like isn't this off- uh, markets go up and markets go down yeah so so if you massively overhire when times are good aren't you logically always making
0: a mistake here's the thing when you have free uh, when interest rates are low, as we've learned, you know, you can, and you can borrow a lot of money, everybody starts looking at the top line and nobody's looking at unit economics or the bottom line. Yep. Now that's flip. This Everybody's looking like, okay, h- how much did it cost you to make that money? Uh, and this is quality of revenue. And again, Bill Gurley's been shouting about this for a decade. He's literally been like, you know, shaking his fist, you know, at the moon. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I shake my <laughs> tiny fist at God. Well, because it's not very fun, right? It's not very fun, to, not be fun, fun skill to be the get down the grown up in the room. I'm Very yeah, it's, familiar.
0: <laughs> it's literally like he's like, you know what, three a.m. Maybe it's time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, maybe drink an Alka-Seltzer or something, and and you know, have a glass of water or two, and and go to bed. We'll have a little, we'll have a little breakfast later, and yeah, uh, yeah. It's and most here, important meal of the day. Well, now we're in hangover territory because we we watch the sun come up, and so yeah, not wise. And um, yeah, here we are, and so but th- this is what the conversation is going to be for the next three quarters, I'd say Absolutely. Q4 are on. What's the least amount of people you could have to make that amount of revenue and still grow mm-hmm. and grow 20% a year over year 30%. And we're just going to try that experiment. That's why you're seeing all of these cuts. For most of us, learning a second language in school, it was a joke. I remember like three words. Probably learned nothing from that Spanish or French or Italian class you took. Well, that's a thing of the past. There's a better solution now. It's called babble. Babbel is a learning app that sold over 10 million subscriptions and instead of using AI and instead of using AI, their lessons were created by over 150 language experts. So we're talking the best people in the world right now producer Nick is learning Italian hey, so he can talk to his Italian side of the family in their native language. He says he loves Babbel's quick hit 10 minute lessons. Great way to learn a new language efficiently. Babel offers 14 different languages Spanish, French, Italian, German, plus Babel's speech recognition technology helps improve your pronunciation and your accent. In addition to the lessons, you can also access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes, right? It's a 360 approach here. And if you need one more proof point, a study done by yeah showed that 100% of Babel users improved their oral proficiency in just three months. Right now, you can say, 55% off your subscription at babble.com slash twist. That's babble.com slash twist for up to 55% off your subscription Babble, spelled Babbel, spelled B A B B E L Babbel, language for life Robin Hood, which uh, full disclosure, I was an angel in uh, if you haven't talked to me for more than five minutes, uh, you wouldn't know that. Uh, but uh, it's just good self aware.
1: He wears his wins on his sleeve people you would absolutely Absolutely. you would Uh, too well
0: i'm you know i'm ride or die i i like to i mean i just as a side if you see me like supporting my friends companies i in from where i'm from in brooklyn that's what we always did is we supported our friends and we were like hype them up and give them a high five and when it's you know, tough times, you, you, you kind of try to do that a little more. So I know that not everybody, not everybody's ride or die or like support your friends in hard times. Th- that's just who I am. It's not being a suck up. It's I'm not trying to curry favor with my friends of 25 years or 30 years if I'm supporting them. Been friends with people for two or three decades, you're going to support them. That's it. What am I supposed yeah. to do? Dunk on my friends if they make a mistake. It's not going to happen. The end. I'm sorry if like other people choose to dunk on their friends or or not show up for their friends you know when Travis was making mistakes or Uber was stumbling you know and there were plenty of mistakes you know I, I actually watched some friends of mine in our circle say nothing and i watched other ones literally publicly not close friends but you know other folks who were investors like publicly dunk on them hmm. i'm like well that's not helpful like go see your friend and sit down with them and talk to them about what they could do better which people don't see me do that but That's what I do. I sit down and I'll talk to my friends. You know, if if Sachs did something stupid or I did something stupid, Sachs would tell me I would tell Sachs. Yeah. That's it. You know? Yeah. The end. But anyway, Robinhood, which had a lot of problems, obviously, I had their results come out and I was delighted looking at my portfolio the other day because I'm (laughs) holding my shares forever. I said that. I looked at my Robinhood shares and they were like just booming the last couple of uh, months. So what's going on with Robinhood? They reported their earnings. Discipline. Seems to okay. be what's
1: going on with Robinhood. Yeah. Robinhood cut its net loss to uh, by 87% year hmm. over year. Cut its net loss 87% year over year. That's Bears what we're talking repeating. about, right? Like, like focus on quality of revenue. Exactly. Bananas. The stock is up around 10%. Yum, uh, yum. We covered Robinhood cutting 23% of its staff in August. So doing a significant riff. Unlike oh, good point. The hopeful right. drib drab. Yeah, so the, we'll the get 10, to that in a minute. Th-
0: yeah, 5 to 15% doesn't move the needle, as Bill Gurley says. And here he you have a 23% moving the needle number.
1: Yep, definitely. Robinhood's market cap is $11 billion. That's down 66% over the past 52 weeks, down 32% year to date. But we will start with the top line. Q3 total revenue, $361 million, down just 1% year over year, and up 14% quarter over quarter. So that even though on the surface, the flat revenue year-over-year doesn't look great. There are some positive signs in here, especially around uh, that financial discipline, actually. Hmm. The revenue breakdown by category, transaction-based revenue, $208 million. That's down 22% year-over-year, up 3% quarter-over-quarter. Net interest revenue, 128 million, up 103% year-over-year, and up 73% quarter-over-quarter. And then other revenue, $25 million, down 29% year over year and down 40% quarter over quarter. So Mm. they're making the most growth in that net interest revenue, which is revenue generated from lending transactions and margin loans. Savvy. Savvy.
0: You never (laughs) wanna be dependent on one revenue stream. Uh, There are many businesses that are advertising based and they make a lot of money on advertising. And what happens if you have a lot of revenue from advertising and you have a down market, uh, you have significant headwinds. So you probably Mm -hmm. wanna have a subscription business as well. Right. And that's why you see some companies. I'm not going to mention any specific <laughs> trick ones. It me. I
1: just literally like stumbled right into that. Like,
0: yeah, totally. You do want to, oh, I see where you're going here. So, if you were <laughs> just to come up with but one example of a company, the New York Times. Is that Tags. a
1: sub-tweet, by the way? Do you want me to say nice things about you on Twitter? I no. mean, I will. You have
0: to. Nobody's saying nice <laughs> things about me right now. I'm I know. That's, that's what that's I not. mean. Why should today be any different? Send a can, flare, man. I'm skin. here I for you. <laughs> Ride or die. Um, listen, hey, I... People can dunk on me all they want. My life is so great that when people dunk on me, I'm like, I was going to be, I was like this close to joining the force. Uh, I was going to be on the job. And if I had just made that one little decision, there might, it might not have been any coming back from that. I might've just gotten into that gig and I'd be a Lieutenant right now. Fine. Great. I probably would have loved that gig. And then just fate sent me in another direction. The internet Nick? happened. I happen to be good at computers. I'm super stoked with this life. Don't cut me all you want. It doesn't get any better than this for me. But back to this, the New York Times, Molly, has focused. Sorry, DJ, thank you for
3: that <laughs> DJ <Khaled Nick>. drop
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, I do feel
0: like a rap artist
1: who's And that's what happens when you hire family right there. Is they just
3: like I
0: love it. I'm dead. <laughs>
1: exactly, Thank I'm you, dead. Rachel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, people don't know producer Rachel reporting.
0: She just drops emojis. When, when, when a joke lands, uh, she drops a dead emoji dead. in our Slack dead. chat. And I just, I lose it. It's very distracting. Let's get back to, let's get back on track here. <laughs> okay, we're focused. New we're York it. Times. New York Times. New York Times tried unsuccessfully multiple times. You were there, Molly. You were an employee yes. of the New York Times Corporation. Yes. They tried unsuccessfully over and over again to build a subscription business. Because the ad business, they were so good at it, mm-hmm. and they were, their audience was so coveted, but at a certain point, they said, you know what, this ad business is a roller coaster. We want to have, we want to smooth out the roller coaster, make it a, you know, I don't know what's the analogy here, but of a roller coaster that gets smoothed out. But if you think of a roller ca- coaster, all those ups and downs, and you were to just pull the tracks out a little bit yep. and make it like a nice little smoother ride, maybe mm-hmm. less volatile, that's what subscriptions do to any business. And it gives you two swings at bat. You know who else is doing that right now? You know, it's a company that's pursuing the same strategy, Molly. I don't want you to guess, I'll tell you, yeah. Netflix. That was the company uh, you were thinking of, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. of the New York 100%. Times and Netflix. <laughs> 100%. You, you look at Netflix, what did they do? They were all, yeah. were subscriptions, ride or die for the end of time. Yeah. They added ads. They added ads. So that they would have stability the other way. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a great business, suggest having both of those. I can't think of any others right now that would be doing Me that.
1: No, uh uh-uh. uh. But subscriptions definitely great add on to lots of, lots and of
0: You companies. don't need everybody. That's the other thing about subscriptions, Molly. If you get by yeah. 18%, just picking a random number, if only 18% as a potential target, let's say. If 18% told you, yes, I would pay for a yep. subscription, and you get half of them at 9%, hey, that's a heck of a start. Where As where's a, Spotify?
1: Where? Uh, how many people how, what percentage of users pay question. for Spotify? Like that feels like a, crack a researchers,
0: Spotify would be a good one to look at because they do have a free product. I'm yep. gonna guess right now because I think Spotify was I'm gonna guess it's 30%. So one out of three, I'm gonna say one out of three. And hey, okay. that's a heck of a product. That's a heck of a product. Yeah, you pay totally for that product, not. you get all the music in the world essentially. At your fingertips in a beautiful interface that you yeah. use it for an hour a day, half hour a day. I mean, I think any product you use more than 30 minutes a day, you'd be willing to pay for. That's Spotify, for Spotify.
1: I will say, I think the key is the specific desirable value proposition
2: mm. needing deep.
1: to be well defined. So like in the case yes. of Spotify, yeah. I happily pay for Spotify because I can download music on the plane. That's a great reason. That's it, and it's yeah. it's concise, super easy to understand. So if you are a for company you. that's trying to roll for me, so if your company is no trying ads. to roll out, oh, see, I've only—that's hilarious. I have only ever paid for Spotify, and I didn't even know it had ads.
0: Yeah, that's I th- see. I'm the same way. I didn't remember that. Huh. It's a, it's it's sponsored radio. That's you know, mm-hmm. and so fifty-nine point eight percent were ad supported, forty-two point seven of mouse. Holy crap! Score almost half. Subs. Yeah, yeah. So their sp- ads must be really annoying. <laughs> Well, here's the thing about doing a subscription, you know, yep. uh, what drives one person to do it might be different than the other, and you're gonna right. want to have a collection of features, you know, uh, and for one person, you know, it might be not having ads for another person, it might be downloadable for another person, you know, like, uh, I pay for YouTube premium, and you didn't, I, I think I may have talked you into that, did I not?
1: Yes, I now pay for it. And then now I paid for the family one. Oh. And then they and raised they, the price of the family one like thirty percent. Double it was fifteen
0: barrel and they
1: YouTube. went to twenty.
2: Oh whoa whoa!
0: Okay, hey, oh. you got to pixelate those. It's a family show. Double barrel. CP of the franchise. The I know, CP, I'm sorry, as my guy right. CP of the franchise says, but it's that's a family how I show. About it. I was family show. Mad about that
1: because that's not even like that's not even like I'm paying for YouTube TV. I am Here's just literally paying right. for this All to right. not oh, have whoa, ads whoa, and you jack it up thirty percent like.
0: mm-mm cowgirl Whoa, <laughs> totally take it sorry. easy cowgirl <laughs> take it easy i got a solution for you yeah create a gmail account get rid of the family plan create a gmail account mm-hmm. called oh, our Smart. family
1: one two three four i see where you're i see where you're going and with this.
0: then you can log into two or three youtube accounts when you want to watch youtube it's a little pain in the ass you're not on your personal account you don't want to be on your personal account anyway right now yeah you and the Two I people in your family who are looking at it are going to get a weird recommendations engine.
1: Who cares? Yeah. But who cares? Smart. Also, YouTube, please just roll premium into the YouTube TV bundle. Like YouTube TV is already really yes. expensive. It's roll just confusing. Premium. Boom. And that's what I mean about the like the specific mm. value proposition just has to be well articulated. Ideally, yeah. your subscription is not duplicative of a thing that you already get for free. Right. You have to add things to it. You have to add things right. to it. Right. And like then maybe three things maybe like three things three things it's great three really good ideas really good ideas okay
0: yeah that's uh, all exactly. right that's it. anyway robin hood <laughs> i should pursue more subscriptions i know they have a subscription service i pay for it i don't know what it's called and i don't know what i get <laughs> but i pay for it uh uh-huh. <laughs> die. that's but, the bad kind exactly you have that is you have to be ride or die to want to pay for it's that robin hood gold or something i don't know that's adorable It's gold. I pay for gold, but I don't know what I get. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know what I get. I also pay for Uber one. I know what I get for that.
1: I pay for Uber one. It's so good. I can't remember what I get for that. I get like a 5% discount.
0: Yeah. 5%. Like free delivery and stuff. Yeah. You get lower delivery fees. You get priority delivery, better drivers. And the thing that's best in Uber one is customer support. Uh, You you know, there's some Uber drivers who are like, um, I don't want to say bad actors, but they hack the system. I called mm. an Uber driver, and you know, I listen. I order an Uber Black or whatever SUV because I get car sick. I'm not, you know, same. I get car sick, so I treat myself. I order this Uber uh, Black SUV comes, and the SUV comes. It says it's going to be 15 minutes at SFO, and what's nice about SFO is they'll pick you up curbside. Not you don't have to walk to the lot. Yeah. So he picks me up curbside. I go out. It says 15 minutes, so I'm making my way. I say, hey, I can hit the loo. So I hit the loo. Uh, yeah, it's a good excuse to wash your hands. And I get outside within 10 minutes, and I, he's gone. And I get charged 25 bucks cancellation. What? And I said, what? And I realized what he did. He got there earlier. He knows I'm not there. He, you know, it's at nine minutes. Uh-huh. And I look at the, um, I look at the the log because it shows you the log now. I see like this, okay, the guy arrived too early. I, so I put in like, I don't wanna pay that $25 fee. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I could afford it. But I know, I know he was scamming me. He was counting the minutes. right? to just bounce to get because they know the cancellation fee. And I guess for him, it's like I get the cancellation fee, I'll get another ride. This is like a free 25 bucks or whatever. That's, it is. Yeah, customer support for Uber one, you you click it before Uber one, you know, you had to like email and you would wait and you'd get on this like Zendesk ticket or whatever. Remember the back and forth on email? No, but I believe you. Yeah, you would get you would get into yeah. an email thread with a customer support person, you know, likely yeah. in Manila or something. And you just are trying to beg them to explain your situation. You don't get it. here. It said car arrived early and canceled. They literally had it as one of the choices. I clicked it. category, wow. Instantly refunded. So they, if you're Uber one, I think they just instantly refund and they just take your side as the right. passenger. Like right. you're right now. I don't know who then pays the fee. If they take it from the drivers or they split it with the drivers or Uber eats it, so to speak. Right. But anyway. Interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm all about mm. sub life. I'm all sub life, subscription life. I mean, Maybe I, subscribe I need to, to, not to use come up a different so term for that much. than sublime. Yeah, I would,
1: I would, I would back away from that one.
0: It's a little bit of a- Just, you know what? As the words came out of my mouth, I was like, yeah. not, yeah, I'm into yeah. subscription. Yeah. I'm a fan of subscriptions. I'm gonna leave it at that. There we go. That's a th- That's you know an what? easier way to say it. Precision in
1: language. It's better to be clear than clever every time. This is a really important product question. Yeah, because please. I like my mom is flying in today and so I sent a car to her for the airport. Yes. You can schedule. You can schedule. Can you do I didn't use it though because I needed someone to go get her. She's not that mobile. And so like I use uh, my regular town car service where I can schedule a meet and greet yeah. and they will meet her with a sign with her name I, on it.
0: Yes. I think everyone needs a meet and greet product they feature. might do that
1: actually they do might think do they that do? i don't really i know think they, they do
0: with yeah the other thing you can do now with uber which i remember travis talking about in the early days and they, they just never got to executing is you can rent an uber by the hour so you oh. know you got like an event going on yes and you're like i don't know when i'm gonna leave this party but i know it's gonna be hard to get an uber so okay i'm leaving the warriors game i just want an uber for two hours i'm gonna park them at miller and lux and when i get out after my steak i'm gonna just hit that, you know. Good Just to know. Hit that Miller and Lux, and get that wagyu that we get. How My great God. was that? So great. Molly so and I great. have gone to Miller and Lux twice now. Both I know. both the second time even better than the first. One fact about startups, finding engineers is time consuming and Expensive, it's a pain in the neck. It's one of the hardest things you'll do as a founder. Well, if you're looking for qualified international developers without the crazy time differences, or you just want to scale without sacrificing on quality, Revello is the answer. They are a talent platform that matches you with vetted full-time remote developers in Latin America, where I have my engineers. They work in US time zones, which means your engineers can collaborate in real time. You can have them right in slack you can talk all day long plus it's much more cost effective than hiring in the usa you're going to get matched and vetted with candidates in just three days and Ravello handles all the annoying stuff payroll taxes benefits all that legal stuff all of those regulations they abstract that away and they let you hire internationally without the headache revelo's engineers are full-time and embedded in your team just like your normal employees they're proficient in all the important stuff, AWS, Rust, Ruby, React, Python, Node.js, and more. Revelo's customers include, oh my Lord, look at this list, GitHub, Foursquare, Carda Indiegogo, and Kickstarter. Go to revelo.com twist and mention twist to get 20% off your first three months. Plus they offer a 100% risk-free 14 day trial period. If you're not satisfied, you pay nothing. So go ahead and go to revelocom slash twist and mention twist to get that 20% off the key takeaway here. It's Robin is diversifying revenue. Hey payment for order flow. If you don't have a lot of order flow, because the market's down and maybe people don't want to trade as much and you go from whatever 20 million monthly actives down to 12, I believe you yep. get a little pullback in the retail sector. Yeah, you know, uh, having some other products and other revenue streams. Absolutely fantastic. And I think this is why I had a real advantage when Robinhood had all these troubles in the down market. And obviously, they got hit quick, because who's going to get hit quick in a market like this crypto trading, and then maybe retail trading, stock trading, mm-hmm. all stuff. I said, I, that's not why I invested in Robin Hood as an angel. And that's not why I own the stock as a public company and J trading it. I'm just gonna hold for a decade because I trust management, I trust Vlad, I think yeah. he's smart, I think he's gonna figure it out. So when people told me when we distributed, what are you doing, J. Cal, what do you suggest I do? I said, you have to do your own research. However, I will tell you my thesis. I believe in the management more than I ever have because they're more seasoned, they're Mm battle-tested. Vlad is a wartime CEO now. Whatever he does for the second decade is with battle scars. He's been through the war.
1: He really has.
0: He's gonna make better decisions. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with Travis after getting through, you know, Uber, and now he's doing cloud kitchens, like when people go through that Steve Jobs, when he got kicked out of Apple and came back. Yeah. Elon with the model three, you know, you, in that disaster, that almost killed the company when, when people go through the near death experiences in their companies, or they just get demolished. That's what makes the entrepreneur what what makes the entrepreneur is not the upmarket and the flowers and the high fives and the IPOs and the stock records. The What's gonna part. make Zuckerberg into a C, a real CEO right now? Is this meta situation? If, yeah. if he gets out of this? That's yeah. going to tell you something. If he turns out to be right, or I don't even think just he is. survives
1: it. Yeah, I don't think, I I don't think know. he's
0: driving this thing off a cliff, but absolutely.
1: And he's I'm gonna have to that.
0: shut this. I think he's gonna wind up we didn't Want my prediction here. Nobody asked for it, but I'm going to give it anyway. I think he's gonna wind up scaling back in another year. The stock's gonna go to 75. People are gonna start quitting and he's going to take the spend on meta down two thirds. Yeah, literally two thirds, half to two thirds. And he's gonna put somebody in charge of, you know, the the Facebook assets and, and do a massive riff and run those for profitability. And then he's gonna buy stock back. I think he's gonna, he's gonna hit that cliff. Like he's gonna have two, yeah. he's gonna have one of the wheels yeah. over the side of the cliff. And he's gonna say, I'm gonna use these other three wheels, to get this car back on the road.
1: I was wondering about that. I mean, I was having a lot of thoughts about meta this morning, too. And just thinking like, you know, he had much like stripe had an opportunity to IPO and probably really should have. And it was over kind of that overconfidence mm-hmm. and maybe even youth that kept them from doing that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He should have taken his company private. Mm-hmm. Like they had the money to do it. They had the market cap to do it. He had the money to do it. You know, it was like, if you were going to do this meta thing, doing that as a public company, that mm-hmm. level of investment, like nobody, I mean, just going even back to our inflation conversation just now, where we were like corporate profits are driving inflation. That's how the, you know, I hate that. That's how the market works. That's how Wall Street th- works. Shareholder value is the North Star. And this guy lit shareholder value on fire on purpose. I think the biggest
0: uh, take private was Dow. And that yeah. was tens of billions. Yep. Hundreds of billions. I'm not sure if it's possible, but, you know, when I had Michael I Dell either, on yeah. this week in startups, he said, uh, doing an at-scale pivot, like we're talking about here, you yep. cannot do. It's impossible as a public company. You just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, You're under too much scrutiny. If mm-hmm. you really want to change a company dramatically taking it in private i'm trying to think of other examples there's dell mm-hmm. trying to think of another example of a company that was public one day going private and then making a lot of decisive changes yeah anyway it, if something comes to my mind i mean I'll, that might be like <laughs> i don't know let's move <laughs> on <laughs> all right you know so, i mean it's um, like i'm just saying it's an option apparently so just two two quick charts molly if i may yes uh, for you to react to. Um, here is the monthly active users for Robinhood. Mm-hmm. And what you see here is Q2 2021, the height of um, COVID market, meme stock, crypto frenzy. Everybody wants to get in on it. Mm-hmm. 21.3 monthly active users. Now, 21 million might not seem like a lot when you compare it to like, say, Twitter, Facebook, Google, you know, uh, hundreds of millions, billions of of monthly actives. But these Mm -hmm. are people who have funded accounts who are transacting. This is a whole different ballgame. Right?
1: Every one of those users directly, if they're active, makes money for Robinhood, right? As opposed to just like kind of showing up and leeching off it and maybe seeing some ads.
0: They're worth, these are the equivalent, I kid you not of maybe 50 to one of an advertising based user. Right. So if you were to mm-hmm. think of the value of a trading, whether it's crypto trading, E trade, Robinhood, whatever, but somebody doing financial service, banking, Bank of America, whatever, you could put these at 50 times the value. Right. So these would be the, these 21 times 50 would be the equivalent of having like a billion. That's why Robinhood is such an important company. But then you got uh, the Great Recession. Or no, I don't know what we'd call this recession, the, um, the inflation recession. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. The rando maybe slowdown crypto recession, growth recession, there's gonna be something irrational, exuberant, crypto irrational. recession, yeah. crypto recession is not Ooh. bad. Let's call it the hard reality period. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. No, it has something to do with speculative asset. It's the speculative it asset recession. Mm-hmm. That uh, S.A.R. Perfect. It's S.A.R. That's perfect. The, the speculative assets recession is upon us. Can we uh, tweet that uh, Nick, uh, producer Nick, and let's get that going. This was really a speculative asset, right? People wanted to do be in SPACs of companies that were pre revenue, they wanted to be in pre revenue growth companies that were private, mm-hmm. they wanted to be in crypto assets, NFTs, yada, yada. That's so totally I it. would say yeah. that q three twenty number of 10.7 million, if you're looking at the chart here, youtube.com slash this weekend, that's the real number. And then when the when it's kind of disconnected from reality it would be q1 2021. 20, so if you think of continuity, of q3 20 10.7 q4 20 11.7 and then q3 2022 20, 12.2 that seems to me to be the baseline case of Robinhood users the reality everybody above that line were probably uh, looky-loo speculators you know some number might get reengaged over time but mm-hmm. they were probably in it for the lulls and GameStop and Bitcoin, Two uh, Bitcoin.
1: yeah Two thoughts on this. One, if Robinhood is diversifying away from sort of transaction-based revenues and becoming a trading lender and diversifying revenue into margins, Mm. there is risk there. The interest rates are higher, so it's going to be a better revenue stream (laughs) for them. But it also does lead to potentially more scrutiny, right? All of the people who were like, oh, you're inducing these traders to make bad decisions by making it so easy and free are now going to say, whoa, 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 you're turning around and lending, and letting these same traders do all of this on margin, which is an even riskier behavior. Good point. So just a just a little like note there that they will they, want a story. <laughs> right? Well, they will want to to counter that narrative.
0: I, I think, you know, I, I absolutely. And uh, I will a man it for you. Like, should these are these people educated enough to have margin loans, yada, yada? they have greatly reduced and tightened that. Mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. like I was going to start doing, I, I, I guess, puts and calls and stuff like that. And it, it gave me a roadblock, I had to go through some process, I just gave up, I was like, I I, I, I'm, I was just gonna, you know, start playing with them, like with very small numbers, like, like a video game like a yeah. 100 bucks or something, flipping a coin, uh, I was gonna do flips. And it, it, it gave me a roadblock. And I was like, Oh, you know what, I don't have time for this right now. Yeah. So when you think about that, I, I'm I can afford to flip coins for a hundred bucks, and actually, I've done that. Like literally, after a poker game one time, we played a game where we took our shoes and we threw it against the garage door, and whoever got closer to the garage door would win the hundred. So we had three guys, and we're putting hundred dollar bills on the ground, like you know, like people
1: play dice. Why am I not <laughs> at all shocked to hear this was three guys? <laughs> well, just three three guys. So we just we're <laughs> literally taking our sneakers and off and throwing
0: shoes it. at yeah. the garage. It was a fun game, man. You I'm you have to throw the cash on the ground, and then you whoever gets the shoe closest. You know, you, you grab the three hundred. It was, and then we, if oh my lord. You know, and then you double, double or nothing. At least it was. It got sick. Okay. So second thought, though. Second, but thought anyway. So, but my yeah. point is, they did rein that in, and so Good. anybody who's trading on margin now, it's a much smaller amount. It's been reined in, right? And they've kept it very safe. So I do and think interest rates yeah. are higher. So it's a smart, it's a smart time to
1: make money on know. lending and make money sure. on margin loans, right? Like that's I'm I my my mo trade. Oh, this week is we I'm, my, I'm buying yeah. three month CDs. Nicely done. Because it's at 4%. Yeah. Like if you just sort of flip three month CDs as interest rates rise over, Hmm. you know, a year, like that's Hmm. a pretty decent little return. But the other note I was going to make on this is I think coming up this week, right? are Coinbase earnings. Oh, really? And we have talked about Coinbase and trading volume being the way that it makes money. Yeah, it's reporting today after the market closes today. So I think... Coinbase earnings have been all about trading volume, and I'm going to be watching these very closely to see if mm. it has figured out, much like Robinhood seems to be doing, how to diversify its revenue. Boom. Marketplace-ish.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing with Coinbase. If this is the speculative asset recession, mm-hmm, which um, I love, I think that Not they that it's happening. are the, the, the last to recover. The headline. Yeah. So they were first to get hit. Philo. First in, last out. Mm-hmm. First into the party, last out of the party. Right. So, you, you if everybody comes into the, the the theater and they get that first row seat, yeah, I'm you're the first in. Yeah. You're the last out. I do, it on, so I do it on subways. First in, last out. Yeah. So they're first in. I they got the all this captured all this value for the speculative asset boom. And they're going to be the last out of this party, and it's oh, going to no. be hard. So I, I would not want to own Coinbase right now. No. They're they're going to bottom out in two quarters or something. I would guess three quarters that's going to be and I, it could be 50% down from here you yeah, know like i'm I, I, another one peloton right we've been watching this one molly
1: yeah they had they were first in too. right
0: to this boom during covid covid boom they'll be the last out <laughs> sadly and i don't know if they make it out this
1: peloton a- i'm not really sure uh, they offered a week holiday quarter outlook peloton sank 14% investors do not buy that that that's all happening this week this week this earnings week by the way is bananas yeah.
0: Telling, be There's the telling one.
1: and other stuff going on that's distracted everyone from it, but
0: <laughs> a lot of earning really? stuff some other trending story. I uh, just you know what? We're supposed there. to talk about the trending stories, uh, you know, here on the show, but I guess uh, we'll take a pause for the cause. <laughs> we'll just and then here's you tell the bottom line. When <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you in the green line. I'll do the checkered flag when it's time. <laughs> uh, folks, but for now. <laughs> uh, so here is the uh, bottom line. This is important. Remember, I just uh, I discussed, uh, we've talked about this a couple times in the show, hey, if Facebook were to make these riffs cut costs, like Airbnb did, like Uber has, mm-hmm. like other companies have, they've seen their stock go up, if you take the medicine, and you cut your expenses, and you show a path to profitability, Uber would be the canonical example, I think I don't know what the word canonical means, I just use it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I think it's like the the mm-hmm. best example. It's the it's the one that the- everybody turns to as a reference point.
0: Great. Okay, so I'm gonna use a fancy word. Thank you, Molly defining mm-hmm. it for me. But I think it's the canonical <laughs> example at this moment is Uber. Yeah. I'm not saying that just to talk my book, but maybe a little bit 71% growth year over year, getting to that free cash flow from a position where they weren't in that right, and they were spending mm-hmm. too much money, and they weren't making enough. Here's Robin Hood, same playbook burning cash at an alarming rate in q1 of 2021, 1.4 billion in losses, then 500 million in losses, then 1.3 billion in losses. And you're like, Oh, my God, if you were in there in 2021, and you own the stock like I did, you're sitting there and you're, you're drinking Pepto from the bottle, because your stomach yeah. is flipping. And then all of a sudden, oh, flag gets the message, management gets the message, you want to see us be more disciplined. Okay, we're gonna cut these losses, and we're sitting on tons of cash. So if you want to own us for the long term, it might be a great time to get on the uh, train. And that's what this chart shows you. And that's what the chart from Facebook doesn't show you. Mm-hmm. So for people who are capital allocators, j trading or otherwise not investment advice. There's a flight to companies that are being mature mature. I love it. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: That's what you should be looking for right now.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Who could be more more mature? Uh, Sorry, it's not gonna be me. But Robin will (laughs) let go of 23% of its staff in August again. uh, So they're gonna get there. Great job to my friends there. Congrats. Uh, plenty of runway now that they're not burning a ton of cash. they got $6.2 in cash and cash equivalents. They're good. They're good. They can they're be good. acquisitions. That could be a big move for Robinhood. Start buying some stuff. Mm-hmm. Things are about to get interesting in that space. I'm into it. All right, next up. You know uh, what I love about our group chat, Molly? Is that uh, producer Rachel. That's like one of my great discoveries, I think. Producer Rachel always has like interesting things she finds. I know. She's the most interesting woman in the world. Well, she
1: legitimately is out here just doing like cool stuff 29 hours a day. I don't know how she does it. She either
0: sleeps. I'm a little worried about that myself (laughs) since I pay her salary, but Uh. okay. Rachel finds interesting. So I I asked her instead of just, okay, boomer Mm -hmm. that when Rachel reporting, that's how I'm branding her. I'm good at the branding. Sultan of science, uh, queen of quinoa, dictator, all these things. Uh, Good thing, Um, (laughs) I'm able to brand a person in the way Donald Trump is, you know? or howard stern baba booey yeah you
1: own that comparison
0: (laughs) get in there (laughs) i'm sort of like howard stern and trump and that i can name somebody for better or worse Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i have dubbed her rachel reporting i think this is gonna last like this could be like a career thing i would change all social media if i was rachel to rachel reporting because it's you know why it sticks alliteration correct Mm -hmm. it's good having a smart Mm co-host uh so rachel reporting i said you find something i want to break in like we do for a J-Trade. J-Trade, cha-ching. cha-ching. I want to have a Rachel reporting stinger. So if a fan wants to make a stinger or a, a, an audio drop, fine. But let's bring Rachel on because she found something interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, here she is. Hey, Rachel. So when you find something that's awesome that fans of the show would love to download or try, just break in anytime you like.
3: <laughs> All right, bring I'll be. On. I'll send it. I feel we like I'm call constantly it the on it download. Download.
1: We'll call it the download with Rachel reporting.
3: <laughs> oh, I like it
1: uh okay
0: so send it as the as the kids say these days
3: send okay. it. okay so i guess i have to go back a little bit to a few weeks ago um back in august pinterest launched this new invite only collage making app and it was really similar to the product that i'm about to talk about so to understand it though first i think we're gonna have to talk about pinterest's shuffle um, Yeah, it was invite- i did only. not get this invite and i'm yeah. a pinterest
1: power user i am mad
3: I actually just got an invite. I'm not going to lie. I saw somebody commented on another tweet with their invite code, and that's the code that I used. So for any uh, a hack, it's an invite-only one, but it doesn't seem like it's gated that much. And it was a collage-making app on Pinterest that you could use um, off mm. of your own tweets, and you could only do it on your phone. And I was like, oh, you know what? Making collages is super fun. It's super crafty, a great way to kind of listen to an audiobook and to do something with your hands. Um, but I spent a lot of time on my laptop. So I went to my computer and looked for something like a similar platform that I could use, um, other than Canva and found the landing. And Mm. it's awesome. It's really cool.
1: What do you do with it? Yeah. So,
3: (laughs) well, first, uh (laughs) so it's a mood board platform, just like shuffles was. But the thing that makes this one a lot cooler is I'm able to go discover other people's, um, mood boards. I'm able to share mine and. You're able to monetize and shop the things that are into the mood board, and I okay. think this would be so cool if you had, for example, like a themed party, and you wanted everybody to maybe like for Halloween dress kind of similar, make a mood board and tag a bunch of different stuff in it would be cool. Um, add this link into like your email invite. So first oh, thing I understand kinda, this. Yeah, you know, I, like, I do you this for
1: I do this Sorry. for every party. I throw like I have a Halloween party idea Pinterest board. Pinboard yeah. or whatever we call it. And all of my friends contributed to it whenever. And we're like, we literally just did a cute foods party over the weekend. Aww. But it's yeah. hard. but it is kind of hard to shop. Like Pinterest doesn't have, I know <laughs> you do your fun things, but I do my fun things. Yeah. I made these deviled eggs with little spiders on top out of olives. Oh, like like that. it was amazing. Yeah. Hmm. But it is hard to shop and it is not super shareable. But are you saying that when you say monetize, like you can actually be a style creator here, like a collage creator where you make something beautiful and then you get a cut if people buy it?
3: Yeah, I believe so. But I think in order to do that, I'm not sure if that's actually in the platform, but in order to do that super easy, you could just make your own Amazon storefront. Like I've done that before. Um, And then on your Amazon storefront, you get unique links. So that's kind of the workaround that I would probably do. Um, And that's actually how this whole thing started. Um, Two founders um, of the platform created it to have like a virtual uh, apartment furnishing, furnishing platform. But they noticed, I believe, after they got funding, you know, that's kind of like a niche. So I imagine what happened is they expanded. Now it's for a bunch of different things and not just furniture. But what an awesome use case. Um, I feel like a lot of times I see on Pinterest already those mood boards of what can kind of create like a certain aesthetic in your house. So I I think this is going to be a really fun thing to play around with. This
0: is really interesting because I was on the board of a company called This Next, which was doing social commerce. There was a whole social commerce boom 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was kind of a little bit pre mobile. It was pre mobile and you would basically make collections of things. And uh, yeah, it was kind of like Pinterest. And what's really interesting about this is when we did the all in summit. Uh, I came up with three themes. We had like the good besties theme, we had the Miami Vice theme. And then we had the Havana white party. And not only did we have to make this people asked us for it. And I think, Rachel, you might have been involved in helping make the mood board. So the first thing people said when we invited them to the things, do you have a mood board? And then we, I think you made it for us. But this is you make it. And if you share it, and you're good at it, every time somebody clicks on something, you make a little Vig.
3: Exactly. And oh, I think this is um, it's cool that you said social commerce, because when I saw this and I saw that, oh, like this is would be a really interesting way to make money is I absolutely hate this. And it's getting super, super popular, but it's almost um I'm not sure what that station was because I'm a little too young to even know it. But people used to like sell stuff on TV. And now when <laughs> I open up certain apps, like I'll go to somebody's like live stream and they're trying to like sell you stuff. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like, I don't yeah. like that. And a bunch of different platforms are, uh, I know TikTok's adding that. It's a QVC, right? <laughs> I don't like that. I, I mean, don't that was like just a
0: great, <laughs> no. okay, boomerang. I was just I I like on TV <laughs> where people sold things people on TV. Like well, no, this is a live streaming thing. TV. It's very big in China. Yeah. It's huge exactly. in China. And Amazon tried it as well here.
3: Yeah, um, but so I like yeah. this a lot better. And <laughs> it reminds me of the My Pillow guy is the only one person that I know.
1: It's still like a lot of this is still happening, the whole sell stuff on TV thing. But this is this is way better. This is delightful. And yes, basically, Rachel, our roving reporter of the Internet and the world at large is out here finding all this cool stuff. But I was going to say, I am so like for so long, social was just sort of dead, right? It was moribund. It was like, you just have these platforms and you're never going to win. There's always yeah. going to be, there's just going to be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, then TikTok, which was super disruptive, but now feels so entrenched. And like, there is so much happening in the social space and we are ready for it.
3: Hmm. It does though, kind of make me a little nervous when I see stuff like landing, which just popped out and it's awesome. And But it's kind of like what Jason has said before with Be Real, um, where it's, is this a feature? So is landing going to like stay around for a while or will this just become a feature that Pinterest like fully adopts? So right. I think that's one thing I guess that I'm looking forward to seeing in the future. Like, are there going to be big players, like you said, or are is everything that's a smaller player trying to build themselves off just going to end up getting eaten by one of those big companies and become another feature?
0: Yeah this That's is a big deal. Uh, here's 2006 in the New York Times, Gordon Gould, a former partner of mine, a good friend talking about this next and social shopping. And so this is when social had just started. And there were a series of companies. And one was called the, the other notable one at the time was stylehive.com. There was also wiss and caboodle. But a lot of people were trying to figure this out because it was sort of, they were evoking myspace, So MySpace plus commerce, so MySpace plus Amazon, this idea was out there. This is just an important lesson for founders listening. Sometimes it takes a decade or two to get the format right, right? And the Mm -hmm. why now, you know, back then the why now was commerce and social existed, right? But really, the why now that accelerated this is the mobile option, I think, right? Um, And yeah, And I think just the visual communication,
1: right? The nature Mm. of visual
0: communication, like people are much more
1: comfortable now, I think, communicating in images, Mm. And, and also the manipulation tools are way easier. Ah, that's
0: it. You yeah. got it, Molly. Yeah. People are, cre- it's actually, it is, That I think you just nailed it there, Molly. The, the why now of this vertical might be people know how to do creative tools like Canva or Instagram. And back then they didn't even know how to do that. Like they, right. to ask customers so to make a mood board, they'd be like, what am I supposed to do? Get Photoshop out or something? Like, do I need a designer for that? And now it's like, no, you need an, an iPhone.
1: And you would literally have to, like, even if you had an iPhone back then, you would have to, you'd have to, like, take it. Well, the iPhone didn't have a camera for a long time, right, when it launched or something. Like, uh, you'd have to figure out how to take it. Anyway, yes, there's all of that. Plus, as Nick points out, there's one-click payment. How do Ah, you guys
3: feel about, so this morning, I had the wonderful um, privilege of meeting up with a little celebrity of the Lower East Side, which is the location of Manhattan that I shop in a lot. And she has this shop and it's called Rogue and she started off as a Depop influencer and now has a storefront. And famously, this was first done, I believe, by somebody that Jason knows, um, the founder of Nasty Gal, where she started, oh off yeah, sure. Doing Depop or, uh, um, eBay maybe? Yeah. 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 She, so I think she was the first one that did this. Um, yes, started online, then made Nasty Gal, but I'm starting to see now a lot of people start. On Stan Street? Killing and it. Is it on Stan. Yeah, I think it's on Stan. It's around Rivington is where Rogue is, mm. um, is the name of the store. There's another one called Funny Pretty Nice. I'm going to plug that one too by a creator named Natalia. But it's so weird seeing people start an e-com, kill it in e-com, basically making these me- mini media companies and then <laughs> make storefronts, like retail storefronts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why is that the... Why is that a goal? Like, it seems so interesting. Like, why is well, that no, the pivot it, it, there's,
0: a, there's a real reason. Um, why? Real world is an incredible way to bring a community together. And so it, it makes some, it acts as uh, what I dubbed a long time ago, monetized marketing. The real world manifestation of what's happening online gives something for people to do in the real world. And then what are you mm-hmm. going to do when you go to one of these stores or you go to Mr. Beast Burger, you know, his new storefront? You're going to take your a picture. Yeah. So this becomes mm-hmm. a virtuous circle. You you have this audience online. This is why I want to do this week in startups meetup so badly, and and you did a great job on that. We're going to reboot them, everybody, because I want there to be a real world manifestation of the hundreds of thousands of people (laughs) listening to every Mm -hmm. episode here. Here you can go hang out with other founders. Go to this week startup meetup in your city. Boom. Uh, all right, great job, uh, awesome. Rachel. Yes, yeah, good find. Good find. And good we find. should
1: note, by the way, that they uh, recently raised money too. We didn't talk about this, but the landing just raised a two and a half million dollar seed round led by Cowboy Ventures, not just in February 2021. Right. Aileen Lee. So maybe they'll call us. Maybe they'll be raising soon. Don't. I didn't. Right, who knows? Yeah, I didn't mean to. Uh, paradoxically,
3: this is a true that. story.
0: I was working late last uh, the, over the weekend, working on some you know special projects, uh, making cute uh, Halloween food. <laughs> no, I was just literally work taking twenty meetings a day. Anyway, I'm coming home at ten o'clock at night. I'm exhausted, uh, haven't eaten, so I stop at In and Out. You know, here in the Bay Area, so I get my double double. I got my headphones in because I know what's going to happen. You know, somebody's going to recognize me and start talking to me. And uh, so I got my headphones in as like a little self defense. And I see the guy out of the corner of my eye, and he's just like, I hate to interrupt you. I was like, No, it's I'm problem. I take my headphones out, and he says, uh, Big fan, blah blah blah. I know. Oh, what do you do? He says, Oh, I uh, I work at uh, Pinterest. I said, what do you do there? He said, oh, I work on a collage app on Android.
3: No way, there it is.
0: So it's definitely a simulation. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> these things are all, just talk about a random moment, right? That it relates to something you found. So there's something yeah. going on here in the world with social commerce. Rachel, well done. Collages. Anytime you find something interesting like this, whether it's rogue on uh, the vintage store or anything, just break in and and mm-hmm. make us feel 20 years <laughs> younger, it's true. old. You're a, trend, you're a trend spotter. Love it. All go. right, thanks guys. Thanks Rachel. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Stay tuned for tomorrow when we're going to do a really in-depth breakdown of the Airbnb earnings, among other things.
1: That's right. And of course, Rachel is back again for mm-hmm. another awesome segment of OK Boomer. I'm really excited about this one, actually. Mom Momfluencers. It's going to be
0: Momfluencers, great. Momfluencers. Yes. Uh, on TikTok. See you then. And so two days of Rachel in a row. I know. Aren't you yeah. lucky? The audience is going to like that. All right. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.